Well, this morning, it is our great privilege to have with us from the Gideons International, Sterling Gatling. Sterling is from Midland, Michigan. He has a PhD in chemistry from Michigan State University. He is retired from the Dow Chemical Company where he worked for 30 years as a research leader. He received numerous awards and honors during his years at Dow and has seven Dow patents credited to him. He has been a Gideon since 1979 and has served in many different capacities for the Gideons. He has been a speaker and trainer for the Gideons in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. He has been an international convention speaker, a pastor's banquet speaker, and has spoken in many churches. He is currently serving as a member of the International Convention Program Committee. Also this morning, we have with us Ralph and Jackie Snyder. Uh, Ralph is the area director for the Gideons. Ralph and Jackie, if you would just stand up there just for a minute. Ralph is a good friend of our church, has been here many times on behalf of the Gideons, and uh, he is our main contact person, so we're glad to have them with us this morning. Well, Sterling, we have been anticipating your time with us, or yes, your time with us, and uh, really looking forward to it, and please come and share with us this morning. Thank you, Pastor. I have only just a minute with 60 seconds in it. I didn't seek it, I didn't choose it. I must suffer if I lose it, give an account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, yet eternity is all wrapped up in it. So little time, yet so much is wrapped up in it. Church, do you realize that in just one minute of time, your heart would be, your heart would be approximately 80 to 100 times? In just one minute of time, your blood will travel about 8.3 miles in just one minute of time. In one minute of time, you'll breathe approximately 17 to 20 times, and you will inhale about 8.5 liters of air in just one minute of time. So little time, yet so much is wrapped up in it. Do you also realize that in just 20, in just one minute of time. It's been projected that about 74 souls will die without knowing Jesus Christ in just one minute of time. You know, First Baptist, the need for the word of God is urgent. And it is more, even more evident when we think of the fact that before I finish this message this morning, God willing, that 3,600 souls will die without knowing Jesus Christ. It's even more evident when we realize that by this time tomorrow, about 345,600 souls will die. Not just die, but will die without knowing Jesus Christ like you and I know him this morning. And then to drive the point way home. Well, this time, same time next year, about 126.2 million souls will die without knowing Jesus Christ. I think we get the point. The point is, 
Then in Psalm 917, it says that the wicked shall be turned into hell and all of the nations that forget God. Revelation 2015 says, and if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, that he was, would be thrown into the lake of fire. The point is that there is no doubt what happens to those who do not know Jesus Christ like you and I know him this morning. So in view of the fact that, that so many, there are still so many people in the world today without Christ, and that so many of them die every minute of every day, then as a ministry, we just know that we need to put forth extra effort now to get the word of God out to them. That's why we do what we do in partnership with you. So how can we not feel that sense of urgency? So now that we've established the fact that there is an urgent need to get the word of God out there in the world, I just want to take the rest of my time to let you know and to talk about how God himself is using his word to impact souls for eternity. A picture-perfect life turned upside down. You know, church, that statement was made by Dr. Matthew Sleep. Now, Dr. Sleep went on to say this. He said, several years ago, I was a successful emergency room doctor living the American dream. He said, my wife, Nancy, and I owned a picture-perfect house on the coast of Maine, filled with two young children and lots of beautiful furnishings. And then he said this. He says, however, there was an emptiness inside of us. Because when bad things happen to us, as they will eventually happen to everybody, he said, we had no moral anchor to lean on. Dr. Slee said, I was, I, was, I was raised Protestant, and Nancy was raised Jewish. He said, when we, were, when we got married, we both walked away from our religious tradition. And then he said, a turning point came in our lives when Nancy's only brother drowned in front of my family at the beach. He said, around that same time, a former patient of mine began stalking me. And when I notified the police, they found out that this same individual had just murdered his mother and stuffed her body in the closet. And then he said, on a beautiful, beautiful fall morning, a neighbor called me and asked if I would come over and help tell her son, who was the same age as my son Clark, but the reason why she wanted me to come over, she wanted me to help tell her son that his father was on that first plane that hit the World Trade Center on 9-11. Dr. Slee said, my family was crashing against a wall of evil. He said, my marriage suffered. And I struggled with the very point of living. And then he said, I began looking for help outside of the boundaries of my own secular worldview. He said, I read Hindu texts. I read from Muslim texts. I read from other sacred texts, but I found no answers that I was looking for. And then he said, on one slow Sunday, as I was working in the emergency room, it was not very busy, so I found myself taking a break in one of the patient's lounge. And as I walked into the lounge, I had forgotten to bring a book to read, and I looked over on the, on the, on the, on the desk and the tables, and it was just full of magazines. He said, as I looked, I noticed a book that had been placed by the Gideons International. It was a Bible. And then he said this, he said, I looked at it and I thought, I'd never read the Bible. Now understand, he said he was raised Protestant. Not in Africa, somewhere in the United States, but he had never read the Bible. And then he said, you know, I really would like to read that book, but I don't like to start a book that I can't finish, so he took it home with him. 
And I tell people, you know, we're probably the only organization that really truly do get excited when people steal our product. <laughs> he took that Bible home with him. And Dr. Slee said this. He said, I began reading the Gospels. And then he touched me when I read his testimony. He says, and it was there that I encountered Jesus. He said, Christ turned my life upside down. And then he says, you know what, in, in this good news, there is even better news. He said, because I gave that same Bible to my son, Clark. And Clark re read from the Gospels. And Clark surrendered his life to Jesus Christ. And then he went on to say, my wife, Nancy, found Jesus after listening to the Bible on audiobook. And Nancy recalled a time when she was walking down the mountain on one Sunday afternoon, and she said she felt so powerfully the fact that Jesus was walking beside her and she just couldn't resist any longer and she surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. And then Dr. Slee says, and Emma, our daughter, was the last one in our family to meet Jesus. And she has since gone to a Christian college, published a, a Christian book that has been published and is now working for a Christian ministry. His entire family impacted by the word of God. He went on to say this, he said, and he was encouraging us Gideons. He said that the Bibles that we place, that we give to strangers, or the Bibles that we place in a hospital waiting room, is not just any kind of book, but it is the living Word of God. And he thanked us. He said, I want to thank all of you who labored so hard to get the Word of God out because it was because of that Word. It's not because the Gideon emblem was on the front of the book. No. This is a Gideon, not, you know, this is not even a Gideon Bible. This is a Gideon placed Bible, but this is the Word of God. And he says, because we got a copy of the Word of God, it changed. It saved my entire family's life. Church, that's why we do what we do in partnership with you. And that's why I want to say thank you. Pastor, thank you for letting me come. I really do not take for granted that your pastor would allow me to stand in this pulpit to share with you what God is doing through the Gideon ministry. I count it an honor. But God is really blessing through this ministry. And that's really the point that I want to make. You see, because it was the Gideons, and it was our wives serving with us, the auxiliary, who was responsible for that Bible being in that waiting room. But you know what? It was God, through his word, that impacted the life of Matthew Sleep, impacted the life of, of his son, Clark, impacted the life of his wife, Nancy, and impacted his, the life of, his, of their daughter, Emma. It was God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, that did that. Sterling had nothing to do, do with that. We're just, we like to think of ourselves as your errand boys. You know, we're, we're committing ourselves as a ministry to getting the Word of God out in the traffic lanes of life. But the blessing is, we know that it's God, through the power of his Holy Spirit, that changed lives. You know, the Bible says this in Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper into the things whereto I send it. That's why we get excited in partnership with churches around the world, just like yours, to get the word of God in the traffic lanes of life. Because when we do that, God's made a promise. He promised that his word would not return void. I can take him at his promise. If we get it into the hands of someone who needs it, the Holy Spirit of God can take over from there. Isn't that a blessing? To know that God will, will, will honor his word. You know what? You know, 
we, we, we now, now know, as I said before, and you know, I, as I look at this picture, I'm so blessed because this young man, I had the privilege of handing him a copy of the Word of God in Thailand. And when I, when I, when I gave him that Bible, offered him that Bible, he hesitated. And I said, no, free, free for you. And when I said free for you, he took it graciously. He thought that he had to pay something for it when I was first entering, giving it to him. That's also the blessing. That's why we need the partnership between churches and the Gideon ministry because we don't sell Bibles. We give them to them, to individuals that we come in contact with. And we can do that because of the partnership that God has ordained with the church. I mean, when he thought he had to pay something or give something for it, he hesitated. When he found out that it was free for him, he gladly received that. And guess what? He took that Bible home. And God, who knows that God would not change an entire family because of that. You know, we've seen now how God has used a hospital Bible to impact the lives of the Sleeth family. Now allow me to introduce you to Frank Cowley. I just want to introduce you to him by way of videotape because I want you to hear Frank Cowley tell you how God changed his life as a result of a copy of the Word of God. I went to work in the oil field, worked nights, went to high school, senior, my senior year, and I started making money, more money than what I knew how to manage. And so then I started with some marijuana and uh, one thing led to another. I've done every drug. Um, I finally uh, got hooked on crystal meth. Um, and I, I, then I got hooked on the needle. I began to shoot up, lost a nice car, uh, lost my job and ended up on the streets. I tried to quit doing the drugs. I tried to, tried to quit shooting up. Uh, I tried suicide twice. Um, I would take a whole bunch of drugs and just, okay, this is either gonna kill me or you know, I'm not gonna have no more left. I had no pride. And I ended up um, in a motel room. I'm fixing up this drug about, you know, and I see the Gideon's Bible over there. I pick it up. You know what I do? <laughs> I turn to the book of Revelations. Now, I was not high, because I remember this so clear. And as I began to read the book of Revelations, I could see how much God loved me and what he was going to do. And, and it's as if God was just right above me with a huge bucket of water and just pouring it over the top of my head. You know, I... Um, I kept reading. I didn't stop until I finished it. I couldn't put it down. I'd, I'd go to start to put it down. I'd go back to it, put it down, talk with God, put it down, pick it back up. And he talked to me in that room, and I know what I heard. And he said, Frank, do you want to be a part of what I'm doing here? And I, <sighs> I want people to feel what I felt and not just feel, but to know what I know now. Because if I knew that then or before, maybe I wouldn't have had to hit rock bottom. And so I want people to know that salvation is out there. We do have a savior and he is coming back. <coughs> Praise God. You know, for the word of God is living and it is active. 
and it is sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. And the scripture says that it judges the very thoughts and the attitudes of our hearts. <clears throat> so what the word of God can do. He didn't share, share it in that part of his testimony, but one of the things that Frank said as he shared his full testimony with us, <clears throat> he said, God put me in a place where I could be reached. Wow, understand what, what, what he's saying. God put me in a place where I could be reached. That was in a motel room. He went to that motel room with the purpose of committing suicide. He tried to take all of his drugs and kill himself. But God knew a copy of his word was going to be there. And he got reached in that motel room. That's the thing that blesses me. Because that's why we want to get the word of God out there in the traffic lanes of life. And God is responsible for bringing those who really need to be in contact with his word. And Frank said, God put me in a place. You know what he should have done? He should have come to a church like First Baptist and asked your pastor to help him. But he didn't. He went to a motel room. And that's why we do what we do. We, we call it getting the word of God in the traffic lanes of human natural life. Because you know what the sad reality is? I have been so blessed this morning too. I was blessed when I first pulled in the parking lot because your pastor opened the door and greeted me. He's such a wonderful guy. I was blessed with the atmosphere of this church. I've been blessed doing worship service. But do you not understand the sad reality is that while you and I have been worshiping and praising God this morning, that the vast majority of the population is not in anybody's church. They should be, but they're not. <clears throat> and that's why we have committed ourselves as a ministry in partnership with the local church to get the word of God, the same word the pastor preaches from and teaches from, the same word that you studied from in Sunday school, we get that same word out there in the traffic lanes of life so that God, in his time, can use it to impact people for him. That's really why we do what we do. You know, together we're getting the word of God, which contains the news of Christ's saving power and his eternal plan for mankind. We're getting that same message in partnership with you out in the traffic lanes of life. Listen to me. You are worth nothing. You know, Patricia Ogado grew up in Chile listening to that message day in and day out. And later on in life, Patricio became a military man and then became an alcoholic. His life was just unraveling and just, just messed up. And not only was his life messed up, but his, his marriage was going down, the, going down the drain. And one day, Patricio's commanding officer, military commanding officer, called him into his office. He was just so tired of, of Patricio's behavior. He called him into his office. He sat down. He looked at it. He said, Patricio, listen to me. You are worth nothing. That's what he said. He said, you are drunk and you are a troublemaker. And then here's what the commanding officer told Patricio. He looked him straight in the eye and says, says, the best thing that you can do is to kill yourself. And then he told him, you know what, Patricio, you're not even worth the bullet it would take to kill yourself. Patricia walked out of that office, and you can imagine how he was feeling. Yeah, he messed up, but you can imagine how he was feeling to have someone speak those words to you. So he went home, and he took his gun, and he put it to his head, and he pulled the trigger. And God must have had something else for this brother to do because somehow the gun misfired. And he walked around the house not feeling any better, really depressed. And then Patricio remembered that while he was at military academy, the Gideons gave him a, a, a little testament, a little Bible. So Patricio got that Bible, very depressed and, and, and at rock bottom. 
Open that Bible up and begin to read. And I really wish I could tell you where he read, but as I was reading his testimony, he didn't share that in his testimony, but what he did share was this. He said, as I was reading that Bible, I found out just how much I was really worth to the God of this book. And as he read, and as he continued to read, Patricio, throughout the night, just surrendered and gave his life to Jesus Christ. He knew he couldn't do anything by himself because his life was all messed up, and he gave his life to Christ. And over time, Patricio's life changed. That's also scripture because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. His wife noticed the difference. So over time, his marriage was spared. His commanding officer uh, noticed the difference. So his career was spared. And a few years ago, Patricio joined the Gideons International. That's not the highlight of his testimony, even though I'm excited about that. But he joined the Gideons International because he wanted to be a part of the, the organization that was responsible for him getting a copy of the Word of God that changed his life forever. The, the, the copy of the Word of God the scriptures, the Bibles that you help us place impacted the life of Patricio Godoy in Santiago, Chile. The same word of God impacted the lives of the Sleeth family on the coast of Maine. The same word of God impacted the life of Frank Cowley in a motel room somewhere in Texas. That's what God does. And that's why we're getting so excited about distributing the word of God. So in partnership with you, we place this word of God in the traffic lanes of life. And I just want to thank you. The Clinton County Gideon Camp wants to thank you for your support. You know why? Because your support really, truly do make a difference in the lives of real people. I, I could have shared Frank Callis' testimony with you, but I wanted you to see him and sense his emotion of how appreciative he, he is to now be a part of the family of God. This man tried to commit suicide twice. But the last time, God met him in a motel room. And he could do that because the Bible was already there. That's really why we do what we do. So praise God. You know, as a minister, we distribute a million copies of the Word of God every four and a half days. Most people don't, don't know the extent of the Gideon ministry. They know that we put Bibles in motels, and we do. But, but do you realize that 80, I want to let you know that 80%, 80 to 85% of all of the scriptures that we distribute as a ministry worldwide, 85% of them goes into the hands of a young person, a student, either on a college campus or, or elementary school or sidewalk distribution. We do put Bibles in motels. Most people know us by that. But the vast majority of, of the ministry that we do, we take a Bible from one hand and make sure it gets into the hands of another individual. And God is really impacting lives because of that. So every, every four and a half days, you support a ministry that's distributing over, over one million copies, 24 hours a day, every single day. You know, we're distributing about a million scriptures every month in the country of India. Sounds like a lot of Bibles, don't it? But you know what? In India, every year in India, the number of people equivalent to the population of New York City die without knowing Jesus Christ. That's over eight million people every year. So it sounds like a lot of Bibles that we're getting into India, <clears throat> but when you consider the fact that every year eight, eight million people die without Christ, <clears throat> we need to get a whole lot more copies of the Word of God there. 
You know, we're currently placing over several hundred thousands of scriptures in a small open door now that we have in communist China. <clears throat> you know, imagine a scene like this in China. This is doing a distribution in China a few years ago. A large crowd had gathered at a central distribution point. <clears throat> now, we, we do have a ministry in communist China. We have to do that ministry a little bit different than we do here in the United States. You know, we, we, we connect with our churches in China because in China, in the church, you can, I mean, if you, if you are native, you can preach, you can witness. You can't do that on the street. You get arrested for that. <clears throat> so, so they come, they flock from all over the place into this central distribution point to get copies of the word of God from Gideon's. Imagine this scene. During a distribution a few years ago, <clears throat> they came to this distribution point. They were so excited to get a copy of the Word of God. Brother Kevin Beal, my uh, precious brother and friend from, from uh, down in Alabama, had the privilege of, of going to China to participate in a distribution like this. And I asked, I asked Kevin to tell me about his experience. And Kevin said this, he, he was sharing, he said, you know what, we had, we had just finished a distribution at a church. And, and as you saw the picture just in the, in the previous slide, and he says, just before we were about to leave, this woman stood in front of our trucks and would not let us pull off. She explained to us that she was from an underground church in China. And she looked at us and says, please, please give me scriptures, give me Bibles so I can take it to my church congregation. Because if you do, if you do not give us Bibles, we will never have any. The only reason why they were hesitant to give this lady Bibles because in a previous distribution, the people, that the people in China thought that they had run out of scriptures. And they began to stampede these brothers, wanting a copy of the word of God. And they, they, they committed that they would never do another distribution unless they absolutely knew that they had enough scriptures to do the complete distribution. They were on their way to another distribution, but this woman just would not let them leave. Said, you have to give us Bibles. And they decided, how can we not give this lady the Bibles that she's requesting? And Kevin said when, they, when she found out that she was getting the Bibles that she requested, he said she hit her knees, she fell to her knees, weeping and praising God. Kevin said, Sterling, I, 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 we know that they need the scriptures in China. He said, but I have never seen the want for scriptures like I saw in China. You know, church, I want to share with you just a short video clip. This video clip is not a Gideon one. The Bibles that they're getting is not a Gideon place Bible, but it's the Word of God. I just want to show you, though, what Kevin was talking about, about the want and the passion of the people in China just to get a copy of the Word of God.
真是我们最小的树。You know, every time I see that video clip, it, it just touches my heart. I, I, I would have to admit to you <coughs> that sometimes I have to look in the mirror. And ask myself the question, Sterling, do you take the word of God for granted? You know, I got a Bible in every room of my house, even in the, what I call the throne room. I, 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 I have Bibles in my car. And you know what? Even, even on this little gadget that I have in my pocket, I, I have hundreds of different uh, Bibles and translations on this. And yet you saw the emotion. I don't speak Chinese, but you saw the emotion of those individuals when they just were able to hold their own copy of the Word of God. It's like that in other places. Sometimes we get spoiled here, but it's really like that in other places. That's why we are so committed to get the Word of God to them. The Word of God, as we have already mentioned, is powerful and it's sharper than any two-edged sword. And it penetrates and affects the lives who take it in. You know, the Matthew Sleeth family is a is a witness to the power of the Word of God. You know, Frank Cowley is a witness to the, to the power of the Word of God. Patricio Godoy is a witness to the power of the Word of God. You know, I've often thought, you know, why, why has God blessed the Gideon ministry the way he has? You know, and I, and I, and I, and I think, and why should you? I mean, there are so many ministries that come to your door asking for your support. And you're a wonderful, thriving church. But you know what? You can't support every ministry who come and ask for your support. So why should you support the Gideons? I mean, you really do have a right to, ask, to know the answer to that question. I think that God has blessed the Gideon ministry the way he has because, first of all, we deal with the only two eternal things that exist on the face of the earth today. When you think about it, there, there's only two things that's eternal, period. The first thing that's eternal is God's word because the Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. His word is already settled in heaven. The word of God is eternal. But you know what? The only other eternal thing that exists are souls. I mean, every soul will spend an eternity somewhere. The question is, where will they spend eternity? You know, I think about an illustration I heard once. And, you know, a pastor met a, a little boy in an elevator once. And the, and the, and the, and the little boy noticed the pastor had his, his car on. And he says, are you a preacher? And the pastor looked at the little boy and said, yes, I am. He said, well, then can I ask you a question? And the pastor thought, you know, I've been in ministry for over 30 years. What can this young man possibly ask me that I have not already dealt with? He said, sure, son, ask me a question. He said, how far is heaven? I mean, how far is heaven? How, how do you answer a question like that? He thought and he prayed silently within himself. He said, God, please give me the answer to answer this young man. And, and the Lord gave him a beautiful answer. So he looked at this little boy and said, son, he said, put your hand on the left side of your chest. He did that. He said, what do you feel? The little boy looked at him and said, all I feel is my heart beating. The pastor looked at that little boy and smiled and said, son, that's how far heaven is. Just one heart beat away. <laughs> Think about that. You know, for those of us who love the Lord Jesus Christ, heaven is just one heart beat away. Paul says to be absent from this body is to what? It's to be present with the Lord. Heaven is just one heart beat away. Doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter how young you are, doesn't matter if you don't have a good suntan like most of you, or if you have a real good suntan like me. It doesn't matter. Because heaven, for those of us who love the Lord Jesus Christ, is one heartbeat away. But you know what? It's been projected that out of the seven billion souls that exist on the face of the earth today, it's been projected 
that about four billion of them don't know Jesus like you and I know him. Can I ask you a question? For those who do not know Jesus Christ like you and I know him this morning, how far is hell? Can I suggest you put your hand on the left side of your chest? Because hell is just one heart beat away. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we're excited in partnership with the church to get the word of God out. Because heaven or hell for every single individual is simply one heart beat away. And we know that this is the answer. And that's why we're excited about getting it out. It's just exciting for us to know that we can get the word of God out and God blesses those. So what we do is we just want to win as many of those four billion people as we can to, to the Lord Jesus Christ. So we get his word out and leave it to God to, to bring about the results. As I mentioned before, we're in, a, we're in 200 countries around the world. We distribute the word of God in 101 different languages. And let me bring this to a close. I, you know, there are, there, are, there are many places, in places like Africa, where they live on like, like $1 per day. I mean, they, they can just exist. They don't have resources or money to buy scriptures. That's why it's so important to us to make sure we get them the word of God. There was a letter that Gideon's International shared with Gideon's. It's been several years ago, but I think it's really still speak to the need. <clears throat> and it still melts me every time I read it. I just wanna, I don't, I don't wanna paraphrase. I wanna read you the letter this young boy from, <clears throat> from uh, Kenya wrote to the Gideon's International. He says, may God, our heavenly father, sorry, he wasn't from Kenya, from Nigeria. He says, may God, our heavenly father, bless you. I am boy, 14 years old. Bible is priceless in school, but there is but one Bible at school. Cannot read Bible but one minute a day. I beg you, sir, send Bible. Sir, I beg you in the name of Father above, send Bible. Can't send Bible? Send Testament. Can't send Testament? Send Gospel track. Can't send Gospel track? Send one page of Jesus' book. I can't read it. I've read this letter hundreds of times. I can't read it without it just doing something to me. Can't send a whole Bible. Could you just send me one page? I can't. Again, I have asked myself the question, Sterling, do you take God's word for granted? I love the word of God. I try not to take it for granted. I think about all of the Bibles I have, and this little boy said, I would love to have a full Bible, but if you can't send me a full one, please, could you just send me one page? I want you to know that that young man received his Bible, praise God. But there are a lot of other hands because there's a ministry for every three hands that reach out for a copy of the Word of God. That as a ministry right now, we can only put a Bible in two of them. And, and it is our goal to put a Bible in every hand that reaches out for a copy of the Word of God. You know, I, I, I count this such a privilege to be able to stand before you to tell you that because of your support, God's changing lives in the world. I just want you to know that. And if those, these individuals that I've talked to you about this morning, if they were here personally, they would thank you themselves. But because they're not here on their behalf, I just want to thank you. Pastor, thank you for allowing me to come to share about the Gideons. Thank you for recommending your business and professional men to be a part of this association. Church, thank you for your support because we commit to you that every single thing that churches give to this ministry, every single penny, 
100% goes for the purchase and the placement of the Word of God. 100%. All of us who are involved in this ministry, except for the uh, minimal staff, these are individuals who are working full-time in the Gideons. But most all the other Gideons, uh, we, we, we volunteer. You know, the, David Martin, who's the president of Gideons International, is a volunteer just like Raph and I and Jackie. He doesn't get paid to be the president of the Gideons International. He's a volunteer. That's why we can tell you that every cent that you give to this ministry goes for the purchase and the placement of the Word of God because none of your money goes for business overhead. We just think that's good stewardship. So let me just end, end by saying this. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for the men uh, and women in this church who are participating in the ministry. Thank you again for your financial support. I just want to uh, close with one very short video that talks about the Gideon uh, Memorial Bible Program because that's also a way that you can support us. I see that you, you are a supporter already. This little short video explains the program because it's a very significant because you can give a card. You know, the greeting card business is, is, a, is a $7 billion industry. We send cards. It's wonderful to send cards. But for the, about the same price as the card that you send, don't stop sending those other cards. But by the, for the, about the same price, you can buy a Bible and send this free card that we'll give you, it, give you to this individual, letting them know that copies of the Word of God has been placed in their honor or their memory. It's a wonderful way to support the ministry, but it's a wonderful way to honor someone who, who you know loves the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me end. I want to say a prayer, and then I want to end with this video. And after the video is done, pastor will come and take back over the service. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We give you praise. We thank you for your love and your grace and your mercy. And Father, thank you for this church, this, this beacon of light, these precious people who, who are standing firm for you. Lord, this beacon of light. <clears throat> Of, of allowing their light, your light, to shine through them so that individuals who do not know you can be impacted for you. Thank you for this pastor, this leader, these pastors, the leaders of this church, Lord God. Bless them and honor them for what they're doing uh, for the cause of Christ. And we pray, Father, that uh, everything that we do and everything that we say, that we will do it and say it to the glory of God because you alone are worthy of our praises. We love you. We do give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen.